Hello. Hi, Merlin. Hi, Dan. How are you? I'm doing fine. You know, you were marked as offline on my uh, my Skype. Dan, I don't know what's going on with my computer. I don't know. So I just well, I, I rang I you anyway. Offline. I just I did an FSCK and I came back up, and uh, and it's being pokey. I think I might have one of those Trojan horses. How do you know if you have a Trojan horse? Did you come back uh, stronger than ever? I looked at my crash reports today, and I never felt more stupid in my entire life. Do you ever look at crash reports? <laughs> no. Oh man, there's a lot of things in brackets, Dan. I think it might be C or, or C plus plus. Mm. Is that Coco? I saw a video. You made a new video though. Which one of the thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's. What do you think of that? It's pretty funny. Huh? Love that. It, I, I look a little homeless. No, you look really homeless. That's true. It's a good point. You should see what I'm wearing right now, though. I should send you a picture. Like I thought you were sort of, you know, playing things up a little bit to make doing, the story doing, funny, doing a, but no, doing a bit. Doing a no, bit. there's no bit there. You really, you you look a little concerning, homeless mm. wise. Hmm. Why lie? I need a beer. Paleo beer. I, you know, I got a serious <laughs> That's hair called issue. tequila, by the way. Why were you wearing the hat? Is it that cold in San oh, Francisco? Dan. Dan, do you really want to see? Yeah. Send you a photograph. Do it. It's not good. It's not good. Um, how you doing? Everything seems got, uh, okay. How are you? I got a yeah. lot to talk about okay. today. Well, let's not waste any time. Let's get right well, to it. I, I'm, I, I enjoy wasting time. Let's get right I, to uh, it. I, boy, I got a lot here, though. Oh boy, I just I wrote on some got some new cards, got three cards here. I got some things in the text mate. Um Oh so okay, so here's the reason I'm gonna send you a photo. Are you ready? Ready for the photo or ready for the reason? Well, are you on your ball or are you uh are you airborne right now? I'm standing. Okay. Well stand up for this one. Uh, I think I think I think we found the new frames. Oh yes. My wife, whom I love went to the Alameda flea market, which is, uh, I believe in Alameda. And she found me a, a new pair of eyeglasses frames that I think are going to work. So I'll send you a photo of me. I'm wearing exactly what I was wearing yesterday in that video. I with the hat off with, uh, uh you know, kind of like, uh, you know, uh, Korean girls in art school. I got glasses with no uh, glass in them right now. They're just, uh, just <laughs> did not know that. Did you get that? Do you get that in Austin? You get the girls with the giant, giant, giant frames that don't have any any glass in them. That is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. You've seen it, right? Never. You've never seen this. No. And the thing is, I this is I hopefully I hope it so the glasses are frequently. I just want to clarify: there are there's no glass in the frames. There's literally null. The glasses return null. And and these ladies that do this, they like to get really, really, really big black frames that end up making them look cross-eyed, like a little bit like they're confused and about to fall down. And that's what you get in art school. And they're Korean? That, hmm? You said um, they were Korean. What, the glasses? I, think, <laughs> well, I don't know. Did you mean the glasses or the people? Well, you know like you know how like, uh, you go to England and deodorant's more expensive? I think if you come here... Never been think, to England. Well, hmm. And now, now knowing that, I'll never go. Yeah. Oh, man. The lights turn off automatically. Did you know that? When I was in Brighton, uh, ask, uh, ask Groobs about this. You have to have your room key in a slot in the room to put the lights on. You take out, take out the car, the lights go off. They're energy conscious people over there in our... That's right. That's right. Well, we, a, lot, a, lot, a lot of people come here for art school. So you see a lot of these glasses. A lot of girls look, look like they're going to fall down. I'll send, you, I'll send you a photograph that you can show people. Um, of you or of the girls? 
Well, I can. I got to finish the thing we're doing here, our visit. But uh, I'm very, I'm very excited about the frame. My daughter says she, without provocation, she said, "Those look like the glasses you used to have. They're a little bit more Mike Montero. Uh, they got a little bit of more darkness on top, kind of like toast." Um, and get a pair of those from Warby Parker for a hundred bucks. I tried. You know what? Nothing to get Sandy. I tried the Warby Parker. Each one looked worse than the last on me. Mm. Huh? Not in a good way. I look, it was very like, like I was learning about Charoscura or whatever it's called in art school. I'm very excited though, because I'm going to have glass put into these eventually. I'm glass right or now. plastic? They usually do know. plastic now. See, that's where they get you, Dan. Now, do you, do you, you wear eyeglasses sometimes, right? All the time. Well, except when you know, I'm sleeping. Now, hmm. Or in the shower. Is that a paleo thing? Or swimming. Because you want your room real dark, right? Or wrestling. Okay. Wrestling. When you, uh, when you, now when you go there, this is how they get you. You know, it's all with frames. I learned this in Slaughterhouse Five, and it's turned out to be completely true. It's all about the frames, and then the stuff that they do to the lenses. May I ask you, Dan Benjamin, what value-added things do you have added to the glass part of your glasses when you get glasses? Uh, depending on the place that I go, typically the only thing that I will ever do is something that almost all places sort of insist on, which is the scratch-resistant. I've got the the non-reflective thing in the past but doesn't doesn't what about make much polarizing difference. you get polarizing no because you like to find the middle path i don't care you about don't like that polarize. doesn't matter yeah. see this is how they get you they got a bunch of check marks on there and i think they're getting bonuses if they can talk to you so you know in, into a lot of this stuff you know do you want the johnson treatment well sure can, you can't leave without the johnson treatment i don't know <laughs> and the place i go they're really into the frames thing so you go to get your eyes checked you know, that's like going to McDonald's and asking for a free box. You know, that, that's not where they make any dough. And then they come up with a lot of excuses. But um, mine aren't polarized right now because I got no glass. I'm not seeing any better, but whew, feels good to have glasses. Uh, Want to get started? I would love to. Okay, good week. Big week. Mm. Really week, big I got, week. I got new frames. I got a card. Um, what else is up? Uh, I've been listening to your other podcasts. Which one do you like? Mm, I, see now, if I say that, then I'm going to reveal the ones that I listen to and by extension don't listen to. Because you're right? saying if you listen to them, you would automatically like all of them. That's what you're, that's the implication I'm hearing in. Implication is if I have a job, I wouldn't have time for any of this crap, but I have ample time to enjoy them. Now, did you miss a Squidward show? Was he away? Is he on uh, an Easter vacation or something? Where is Squidward? Uh, he was. Uh, he had a cold and lost his voice, so he couldn't do the show. Hmm. Could, couldn't you write a, like a quick Pearl script for that? I guess not. Hmm. All right. Hmm. I enjoy. I enjoy the shows. I'm glad. I had no idea Marco was doing so well. It's. It's nice to hear that he's making that kind of dough. Did he say what kind of dough he was making? huge dough. I think he actually literally said that he's a millionaire. Hmm. Listen to that show twice. You figure if you sell a million copies at a buck, yep, you're pretty close. People love to do this kind of math. People love to like go and find anything related to price with anything you do. Assume that that is the maximum value that you could do. They extrapolate on how many times per day, week, or year you could do that, and they come up with the most outlandish number that is like completely at odds with reality. Mm -hmm. You get that, right? Oh, you get, yeah, all the time. Look, you get a lucky Lou sometime. You get a lucky Lou. Lucky Lou. You mm -hmm. know, a Magic Johnson. I get all that. You get John, Johnny Check It Out. Johnny Check It. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Margaret Pe- Carrier. Peter Paul and Time Waster. You're not made of money. You're not made of time. What do you miss most on paleo? What do you what do you what do you wish you could eat sometimes? Do we ever get a hankering for something? Uh not no, not at all anymore. But when I first started it, of course, the the answer would have been bread, maybe even bagels. More than fries. More than fries. I have fries whenever I want them. Sure. But now? Yeah. Hmm. If I want a pair of you know a big basket of fries, I eat them all. Made out of potatoes? Yeah, sometimes, sure. I figure you make elk fries. No, you can have uh, sweet potato fries. Oh, they're good. And they have they're white, white sweet potatoes are very good. But sure, I mean, I'm talking about, you know, as long as they're fried in an oil that's copacetic with the paleo lifestyle, sure. And, mm-hmm. I, and you know what? You know, uh, olive oil's not the best one, but it's not certainly not bad. So, you, you know, if you, wanna, if you want your cheat meal to be potatoes, regular potatoes, that's hardly cheating. It's hardly cheating. Hardly cheating. Can I just say one way? There's so many ways you've changed my life, Dan Benjamin. Can Go I ahead. Give Go you ahead, caller. One. Okay, sorry. First time life changer. Coconut oil. Coconut oil has completely changed my game. We have a we have a very low. What are they called? BMWs. We don't get a lot of heat out of our oven. What are those called? Uh, BTUs. We don't get a lot BTU. of heat. BTU. I'll tell you what, buddy. You put in some of that coconut oil, you get a nice sear on oh, whatever you, you're you get cooking. heat. You get heat. It's changed, changed. It's changed everything. I'll put a little olive oil on something sometimes for some reason, but man, for cooking. For popcorn, buddy, you ever use that uh, coconut oil for popcorn? You can't eat popcorn. You can't eat corn, right? No, you can. Again, it's a, not like a main thing, but it depends on whether you're like super strict. There's, it's a you cheap know, food. See, this is the middle kind path. Kind of, kind of. What about, you ever make sweet potato poppers? You ever have those? <laughs> Hello? Huh? I'm sorry. Uh, so it's been a really good week. It's been a big week. Big week. Ooh. Ooh. You, have anything you, want to talk, you have anything you want to talk about this week? You want me to play guitar? No, no guitar this week, I hope. Okay. That really right. didn't work for me at all. The show made so much more sense. You know, I did a, a rogue version of the AD with the music playing. I'll take all responsibility for the music. The DMCA or whatever it's called. The Crazy Train makes so much more sense if you can hear the Crazy Train. I, I, don't, I don't think I like it with any music at all. And I got a lot of feedback and people loved it with just mm-hmm. you. And they said it was some kind of like a, a strange French art piece. Yeah. And I love it. And I've probably listened enjoy, to that after dark ten times. You enjoy seeing me humiliated, and you and you don't you don't like music. No, I love music. Okay. Mm, okay. I, I had some ideas for today. I, I'd like to know what you'd like to talk about. Is there any, you got to be in your bonnet? Anything you're thinking about? Hmm. I got something. If you got nothing, no. Go ahead. Like, go ahead. Call. No. No. Please go ahead. You no, go I ahead call. no. I've got nothing. You sure? Yeah. I mean, and even if I did, it wouldn't matter. It'd all be about what you want to talk about anyway. I mean, it's your show. It's your show. The, you know, uh, it's, uh, I just got to say, though, on the comment thing, it's, it's uh, Richard Nixon uh, calls it the silent majority. You, know, you never hear from the people who just are like, okay with it. You hear from the looky loos and the, uh, the Johnny Lookarounds and the, uh, and, and the Bobby Free copies. <laughs> Sal- Sally Shareware. All right. <laughs> Believe me, I have a whole pamphlet on this if you want me to send it to you. I would like that. Uh, Okay. All right. All right. Um, uh, this is uh, this is a, a long and circuitous story, but you know, remember you mentioned uh, JXPX seventeen thirty five eleven thirty eight. Totally, I can't can't stop thinking about it. Last week, he's one of the jackals that's there. He, he participates heavily, and he actually, it turns out, is an employee of one of our sponsors. We rebonded. Turns out <laughs> that uh, he's actually one of the uh, one of the eleven good contributors to the forty three folders uh, forum when hmm. existent. Hmm. JXPX uh, 735-1138, his real name is Jamie Phelps. I hope he doesn't mind me saying. And he, he proposed a good topic uh, uh, for today, I thought. And, and, and I want to take it and turn it, and I want to mutilate it a little bit. Can I share it with you? Yeah. 
He he has this idea. Um, I'm quoting uh, partly here. I'm gonna change a lot of it to be what I wanted to say. Uh, he wanted to talk about uh, imposter syndrome, which I thought was a super interesting term. Imposter syndrome. This is mm-hmm. I know, no, I know all about this. Here's is this a what real the, thing? He didn't this just is make a real thing. Up? This is what happens. This is huh. where it's a psychological disorder where you believe that your significant other has been replaced by oh. like an alien or an, a robot or something, and that they're they're an automaton. Oh. There is a real name for that. There's a real name it's, for that. It's called the imposter brother or something. It, How oh, dare you impersonate this, me? I used to know called. this term and I can't remember what it is. I'll look it up later and remember. No, no. Is that like when, what, when Spock put his hand on McCoy's head? Remember. I think you're uh, thinking of Alien or uh, Sigourney Weaver. Hmm. Sigourney Chestbuster Weaver. I don't have that copy. Is that a DVD extra? <laughs> Who is that? No, was that James Cameron that did that? It's James Kahn you're thinking of. Uh, and it doesn't have, it doesn't have, I think, I think you're thinking of Freebie and the Bean with uh, Alan Arkin, who was also in Glengarry Glen Ross. I love that movie. Yep. He worked with, uh, he was going to work with Ed Harris, spoiler alert, on the uh, Glengarry Leeds. Ooh. So Jamie uh, has an interesting question. Um, I'm jumping through this. I don't want to read the whole thing. Um, Interesting, though, this idea, he runs into this in development. We all run into this. You know, you know my bit about how it drives me crazy when PhDs, no offense, PhDs, except you're all jackals, that, that like, demand to be called doctor. So what happens if we develop, we have these credentials, we got a CS degree, we do all these things, and we get this kind of, the way I would phrase it is we get this big noun associated with what we do that has a certain um, gravitas and, uh, you know, impressiveness. Mm. To it. Like if you say you're a professor, you know what I always heard? I heard if you meet anybody, especially in religious circles, if you don't know what to call them, you should always call someone doctor because a, everybody likes to be called doctor and B, if they want to be called something else, <laughs> they will tell you so. Right. Who's going to correct you if you call somebody doctor? No kidding. But see now, now when I forget someone's name and call them chief, they give me like a <laughs> look, what's the matter chief? You got a bee in your bonnet? Ah, uh. uh, doctor. I always do the right thing. I, 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 I think this is an interesting idea, and it's a bridge to what we've been talking about, a really circuitous bridge of my own design. Because I think he's talking about a really interesting idea. <laughs> what, what he says is, uh, do I call him, uh, quoting here, it's, actually it's in quotes, so it's a meta quote, uh, do I get to call myself someone who verbs, but the question is, how do I know that I'm verbing well? So you get this noun of uh, bestowed upon you, right? Mm-hmm. Like the day you got, you got a, what, a BA? You got a BA, right? BA, sure. Like, did you feel super different the day you got a BA? Oh, I felt so yeah. different. I was so disappointed with how not different it's I like, felt. It's like I could do anything. Nothing could get in my way. Finally, you felt alive. Yeah. You were no longer dead inside. Yeah. Yeah. It was oh, amazing. I, I thought, you remember like when you're a kid though, you feel like, oh, when I turn 10, this will be different. <laughs> uh, when I turn 16, everything will change. 18, 21, and on and on, you realize that it is a hopeless slog and you're going to die alone. Mm. I don't want to get into that. But it's true. You always think there's these, these uh, you know, if you make it to this uh, level up, I think uh, Jay Sir says, um, live together, die alone. What's that from? Is that from a, a song? Yes. Carpenters, probably. But it's true. Um, I, I didn't feel that different when I got a BA, except now I get to, you know, walk around and uh, this is why I, I you know, I, I, I demand that people call me Bachelor Man because it is, <laughs> as you know, a title that I have earned. Right. Uh, uh, the bridge I want to make though is I, I, for a long time, I've been really interested in this idea of nouns and verbs. I don't know if this goes directly to what he says. He's a jackal in the, in the chat room. So somebody can pass along to us if this is what he wanted to talk about. But, um, 
I actually think the verb and noun issue does kind of go to our little thread about good questions. And so I want to talk about verbs and nouns, if that interests you. Uh, I'll try it. Okay. All right. You know, I, I'll sell this and you can tell me whether you're buying. Um, because, you know, we talked a little bit about trying to ask good questions and uh, I'll talk a little bit about what I mean by verbs and nouns. Um, but I think it's a, a really interesting question to ask yourself is like, what are the verbs in my life? And like, like Jamie says, like JXPX 1138, mm. how, how do I know if I'm doing the verbs well? And, and then in my own parlance, is part of my problem and the questions I'm asking, um, could part of that problem be that I'm looking at a lot of stuff as nouns that should turn into verbs? Because while nouns have their usefulness, it's the verbs that end up being super useful. It's really nice to be the kind of noun that's a PhD, but the question is, what are you going to verb now that you've uh, got that new noun? That's, and I think this is something we face all the time. Uh, is this potentially something I could talk about for a couple minutes? Uh, yeah, I mean, let's, let's try it out and see, sure. see where it goes. Yeah, well. well, my obsession with this stuff started a while back uh, on the 43 folders uh, tip mm. because I... I, I still, I get, I get really frustrated with adjectives and nouns sometimes. Uh, a noun that I get really frustrated with, uh, mission statement. Don't love that. Hmm. Don't love, don't love mission statements. I don't love excellence. I don't love effectiveness. I don't even really, really, really love productivity. Because they're, they're all so abstract. I mean, understandably, like, like, how do you, like, like we said a few, what, like 15 episodes ago, like how do you, how do you describe effectiveness? How do you describe Excellence used to drive me crazy when I would read like those Tom Peters books, you know, uh, back in the day. Yeah. Because you had to read those if you were a business douche. And I, I never, there's all these, I would call them capital letter nouns. And it's, do you get this though? Like people always talking about excellence, how, you know, and, and, and God, let's be honest, how many mission statements do you see that's, that usually include the word excellence? Like tons. And, there, and, and I just feel like for people who, like me, try to fixate more on, on the verbs in life. It's a total bozo bit when you see those kinds of giant nouns. And, and to be honest, this is, in my opinion, in the same way that worrying more about your title and your self-perceived noun, uh, if your self-perceived noun is not squaring against the verbs that you've done lately, I think you're deluded, right? If you call yourself like a, like a, whatever, a CS degree person, and you've got like a MS in that or whatever, I'm using a lot of letters, Dan. I, I hope that's okay. If you, if you've got a CSS <laughs> and a, a XML, but, but, but you haven't, uh, you know, run it through your RSS. Right. You know what I'm saying? I do. Totally. No, I didn't. Totally do you validate? Follow. I do. Yeah. Totally. I think that's a problem. And, and, and in my, in my, uh, ham-fisted attempts to try and help people troubleshoot this kind of stuff in the past, and, and starting with myself, I find that a lot of the times it would really be better for me to take something that I'm starting out with as a noun and then figure out what the verbs inside of that are, if any. And that, that goes to good questions, that goes to, you know, troubleshooting, mm -hmm. and it goes to the fact that one reason you might be stuck and in a position where you're asking questions is you're not only focusing more on the nouns in your world, uh, you're also maybe focusing too much on the noun of who you are, like what box do you belong in, in douche parlance. Right? Like if you decided this is the kind of, you know, person that you are and when the things that you do in quotes becomes like what your title is, I think that could be really constraining. And if you try to troubleshoot based on things like excellence, well, what does that look like? Is there an excellence key you can hit? I mean, even if you've got the extended key, <laughs> I don't I think you're going to have to do some kind of Emacs cord in order to figure out where the excellence nice. is. Nice. So I like, I like, no, now, now you're starting to hook me a little bit. Okay, so just to your... 
um, wheelhouse. Sure, wheelhouse. <sighs> I have got to stop using these words. They're all coming back to me. So I'm probably talking about stone soup soon. You're probably. like one of those guys will be wearing the sunglasses and the pop collar in the meeting, doing a lot of hand gesturing, and people <laughs> would be so terrified to act like they didn't know what you were talking about that that you would just wind up running the whole meeting. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I totally know what you mean. Totally. I've been in those meetings. I've told you about these conference calls I used to be on with like... Hey, you're, like you're, you're a rock star. No, but like, no, no, this was not me. Uh, to be honest, it was always the biz dev guy. Sort of like was, you in the Tom Cruise role. No, you wish. I do. Talking, I wish I could I'm see that. I'm talking about the guys with tassels on their shoes and extremely flat clothing. You know, like seams and stuff. Like I'm sitting there with bags under my eyes and cargo pants, like wondering when I can get back to the code that's going to make the site that nobody's ever going to use. <laughs> that's very important. I have to get back to that. Yeah. You know, I just, you know, weep quietly as I tap around and go live Cyber Studio. But you're totally right. And, and I think that again goes to that point about the bozo bit. You know, if you're in that meeting and the tassel loafer guy starts talking about doing a deep dive on the stone soup and how he's going to open the kimono and all that kind of stuff, you know, that's, that, that just becomes blah, blah, ginger stuff. To, to the developers that are there or the people who focus on verbs. And I, I, I hate to sound like, you know, I'm trying to like overfavor the whole developer angle, angle, but in the environments I've been in, again, we talked about this, um, in the kind of meritocracy that you see a lot among technology people, uh, for better or for worse, you, you know, what verbs have you done for me lately? Because <laughs> becomes much more important than sitting around and writing excellence on the whiteboard. That, that, that might be a straw man, or maybe I'm straw manning to, to, to put it as, as a verb. But I, I don't know. I, I'd like to talk about that. I think I'm already talking about that. Can I yeah. keep talking? About that? Yeah, sure. Go for it. So you do, the, uh, you do the, the, the program. You do the Rails. Like, again, what if you sat around and called yourself a Rails developer, but you didn't even know how to make a controller or, or buy a controller or borrow, borrow a controller? Mm. You know, uh, somebody famous a long time ago, I'll check the quote on this, said, you know, you're, you're only really a writer when you're writing. You know, all, all the other time, you're just somebody who's calling himself a writer. Mm -hmm. You know, and I guess I want to think about trying to unpack how, how that noun problem can get in our way. And because uh, it bugs me. And, and you know, and, and, and this happens to me all the time. I'm, I'm fortunate in the sense that... Um, I can make up nouns for myself. Personally, in, in my experience in the last five or so years, people are much more inclined to make up a noun for me, like douchebag or, or, <laughs> or dickhead or, or a person who shouldn't be allowed to be on the internet. All right. Which is all completely fine. I'd like to hear it as verbs instead that don't start with the F word. But, uh, but, but the nouns we choose for ourselves can be really constraining. Um, and, and I'm trying to think of some, some more really good examples. The examples that he, that he gives... Um, I think are, 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 are pretty good. Whether you're talking about writing or development or any of that stuff. Um, the mission statement thing, Dan. The mission. Yeah. I've been in a place with mission statements. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember any of them. <laughs> well, that's because there's not... I mean, this is the funny thing. And this is... Let's just start with the obvious fish in the obvious barrel. But, you know, you've got... <laughs> You've got somebody, uh, you know, and we're amongst friends, so let, let's talk in broad terms. You've got these guys, you know, up, up, up in the top levels at the high offices with the tassels and, and the very uh, flat uh, pants. And, 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 and they read about things in in-flight magazines and they learn about the importance of a mission statement. And so you come up, let's say, you know, for 5x5, five five, or excuse me, for a back to work. Let's say we come up with a mission statement that, um, that we are going to um, use the platform we're, we're going to utilize the, the platform of audio distribution to pursue excellence 
um, uh, in the service of uh, technologists and beyond. Okay. And to, to, to grow our vertical space uh, through effectiveness. And, mm-hmm. and you're like, and you, so you're sitting down, like you're Syracuse sitting down in his little, uh, his little pearl dungeon. Yeah, going, his little dungeon. What? What? What <laughs> like hunching what over and typing. What in the hell does that mean? Right. Like, what am I supposed to do differently be, because of that mission statement? I mean, even if you turn that into like real language, if you, if you did a, you know, a William Zinzerization of that, it would still be difficult to figure out what, what that actually means and right. what you should do differently. So let's, let's be honest. Like, okay, so first of all, you decided that you're going to pursue excellence. Okay, what does that look like? What, what does anybody in the company, what should anybody in the team, the organization, what should anybody be doing differently to pursue excellence? Like, what, is, what, is that, what does that like mean? How do you turn that into something you can actually, when you get back to your desk and you sit down and there's 30 emails, like how right. do you start doing the excellence? Yeah, I mean, is there a meter for that? You know, can I can I get some feedback on 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 how well my excellence is going? And yeah, like I say, I know that I know that's fish in a barrel. But so, what does excellence mean? I guess excellence means that you're good at what you do. You're better than others. It just excellence in particular. That word just drives me batty because it sounds so. It has so much portent to it. It it, it really sounds like something that means something. Yeah. But I think I think in practice. It's, it's crazy making to everybody but the people who think that that's really sensible, hmm. right? And, but, you know, it's, it, this doesn't, this still exists at the level of the people who verb for a living. Like, like what about Agile, Dan? How are you doing on your Agile? Agile, yeah. Well, that, yeah, that has a certain meaning, right? Oh, yeah, right? sure. No, it really does. Yeah. Uh, well, but I mean, if you ask, if you ask, you know, 10 people in 10 different environments what Agile means, you might get 40% the same reaction. Yeah. But, but instead, like, like, for example, I went out and bought the, uh, (laughs) the O'Reilly, what do they call the little books? Those little, like, um, you know, mini guides. Cause I thought I need to learn more about XP. The little hand, the little, they're like, the like the size of a a wallet opened up. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Or like a, like a big checkbook. Right. Right. And, and, and I, I actually thought that I don't, I, I don't know enough about the world of development, especially on teams, to know how much of it is cogent and doable. But it seems like, uh, for better or for worse, a very like holistic system, it, like GTD or Paleo or any of those kinds of things. Like for the system to work, most people, it's, it seems like most people, excuse me, in the Agile, and XP in particular, that pe- people tend to say like this is not a buffet that you can choose from. But like the idea of pair programming, well, that's a noun that actually has a meaning to it, right? When you do pair programming, whether you like it or not, you, you know what that looks like. The, you know, the, uh, code reviews, uh, user stories, all of those kinds of things actually have user stories. Well, you, you bring the client into the room uh, and, and you write things down on cards and you have these stories and like, that, that has an actual meaning to it, those particular nouns. Mm-hmm. You, you know what that looks like in practice. There's nothing in there that says have excellence or pursue excellence. Anyway, I think that's really frustrating to people. I know it's, I know it's frustrating to me. And it's been, it's, as somebody who has a, a very low tolerance for, for um, institutionalized BS, mm. I mean, I, I find it hard like when I have to deal with Comcast, let alone when I have to work inside of a place where institutionalized BS is, uh, you know, it, it running through the place like fluorescent lighting. <laughs> have you faced this? I have faced this. <laughs> and you're in your like CTO-ish roles though, haven't you? Have you, I mean, the, you C- the CTO roles were for, for smaller companies. So it wasn't quite 
as horrific. But what about when you were a contract dude? That didn't affect you as much because you were like an island of stuff, right? Well, you knew you knew for sure that there was an end to it. I mean, they could always offer you full time, and they usually would. But at least you knew, okay, there's an end to this. I'm I'm not going to be doing this forever. I'm going to be getting out of here, and oh, three more months. You know, hmm. there was like an end. Did you ever choose not to continue those, or was it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So you, you knew that like you were good enough that you could get other gigs. It wasn't like you were like permanently stuck in that. No, never. Not at that time period. This I, I could, I could so go I could go anywhere I wanted. I could work pretty much. I mean, there was, you know, based on the number of years that I had experience, that would usually limit, you know, what I could make to a certain degree. But within that within that kind of framework, I, I knew, yeah, yeah, I'm bored of this place. <laughs> not going to renew this one. I'm going to go work at this other, you know, I'm going to work at this place now and get to work with that kind of, that kind of system and learn that thing. And you did development and design, correct? In, in different roles in the past? Development design and, and IT, like system and network administration. Yeah. Engineering. Got, engineering. Network engineering. You got, uh, oh, you're in engineering. Right. Huh. Network, network engineering. I call it pulling a train. <laughs> People come in, say <laughs> jazz great. it up a little bit, needs more pop. Right. Have fun with it, right? Yeah. Make make the thing blink brighter. <laughs> That's what I would do. <laughs> make the logo bigger. Yeah. Like it's cliche for a reason. That's right. Here's the funny thing. Like, uh, you know, uh, those fish in the barrel up on the higher floors. The funny part of it is as much as, as there's, there is that focus, if you can call it a focus, on nouns and excellence and effectiveness and uh, some of those other kinds of words. The, the really um, awkward part of that is, is as much as you can say all of those nouns, and whatever it is you do up there with the meetings and stuff, there are still implicit verbs to what you do that may not even be the verbs that you think other people are seeing, right? I mean, there's like, like you know, in law, there's that term, there's malfeasance and nonfeasance. Like, Those just you, make me laugh, malfeasance. Does that sound like <laughs> it's just, it just it sounds coming? made up. It's like a it's Saturday Night Live skit. Ladies and gentlemen, the, the, the dirtiest insult comic on the North Strip. Please bring out malfeasance. Hey, look at this guy. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice head. <laughs> nice head. Let's say, hey, uh, well, how'd you marry a grouper? <laughs> anyway, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back, malfeasance. It's <laughs> uh, uh, good. It's good. So you know, non nonfeasance is like you didn't fix the sidewalk and somebody fell down, right? Malfeasance is like you literally put up a tripwire and then laughed, right? There's, there's, there's a difference. There's a That's kind of, the difference. I, well, I mean, I'm not a lawyer. No, this but is I mean, good stuff. There's a transitive, there's a transitive kind of feasance uh, that, that, is, that is more rare. A transitive kind of feasance. Yeah, you won't learn this until you've been divorced. <laughs> is feasance, of, is feasance, and you have been, is feasance a word? Is that <laughs> a real be. word? It should be. I think, you know what? I'm going to capture that. I think it's a new word, feasance. Hmm. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna find out if there's a way that we can pursue feasance. Pursue feasance. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna pursue feasance across the enterprise. Okay, enterprise. No, you don't mean a big company that buys stuff. You mean an enterprise. Mm. That's a good noun. But here, but here's this. That that's the funny thing. I think most people are not trying to be bad at their job, and they're not trying to be ineffective and and inexcellent or or overly feasance. But you say so much inside of a company, not simply by what you do, but, but by what you don't do. If you, 
you know, obviously, if you keep leaving the office early while everybody else is is making a point of being there and, and finishing the project, that that you know has a certain impact. If you see somebody who's a really crappy manager that everybody dislikes and thinks is undermining the projects, constantly moving up because they're an excellent brown noser, well, that that's a certain kind of verb that sends a much a much more um, salient message than just talking about pursuing excellence. Do you know what I mean? I mean, th- th- that's, that's the part that's funny to me is you throw all these kinds of things around, but like what you end up doing becomes so much more important. Um, and so I think the capital letter nouns get in the way. And then let, let's be honest, you know, as far as the, the noun of what box you've decided to be in and who you are, who you decided to be, I mean, when you've been on teams... Well, I'll speak for myself. When I've been on, on teams with engineers, like when I've been on the team, you know, I'm usually like the bad design guy with the good programming guys, uh, engineering guys. But it, it's always struck me that especially in the world of tech writ large, um, it's one of the areas where I'm always impressed by how much almost everybody's willing to grab a broom. Like let's something Michael Lopp has talked about. I mean, when you become a manager of programmers, like do you stop programming? Most Not of really. most well, most of them most of them try to avoid that. You think so? I think well, here's the, like most most try to avoid. I mean, like yeah, no, most try to avoid stopping it. Like the the developers turned managers that I've talked to always complained, typically. That they, well, I, I haven't, it's been a month since I wrote code or I haven't oh, been so able to write good. any code this week. And you get the worst of both worlds sometimes because as we talked about before, a lot of people who, who go into some kind of, or end, let's put it this way, end up in some kind of a tech job and maybe, maybe even get really good at it, you, you do tend to get promoted as long as you're not like a total psycho. Whether you like it or not, you end up managing other people because first of all, that might be the only way you make more dough. And you're stuck in between these two, these two worlds. Like one world you really wish you could kind of be in and another world that you have to answer to. So if you're answering to the CTO or worse still, you've got the biz dev guy standing over your shoulder to make sure the log cabin channel is uh, up to snuff stone soup, drill down. <laughs> you know, you're, you're having to respond most urgently to the people, to the noun people, when what you really want to do, like you said, is to get back into being the verb people. And, and, uh, and, and to that point, I mean, I think a good, it seems like a good manager in that world of the tech stuff can be what I have called the old butcher. You know, the person with expertise who can look at what you're doing and say, well, have you tried it this way instead of that way? So you still get to, you kind of get to keep your hands dirty a little bit, but you don't get to, get to go make stuff like you used to. And, and I think that, that that's what happens when you lose your verbs and start getting more into the nouns. Some people love nouns and some people are great at nouns. But I mean, the people who are really great at, at any kind of noun... I think have to also be great at a certain kind of verb, right? Well, and you know, like uh, you know, you know, it's a great one, Dan. Do, do you ever do you ever implement things? Mm-hmm. Implement implementing implementing is, well, is, is is up there with utilize. Well, I think if you're going to utilize that, you're going to have to for listen to have complete, you know, um, five nines. Uh, <laughs> level of quality <laughs> when you're talking about a level of effective implementation. Uh, I think you're going to have to utilize your resources uh, 
in a very proactive way. You haven't said SLA or ROI yet, have you? Oh, tell me SLA. What is that? That's not like that's service that's, that's level CRM agreement. or ERB. What's that called? <laughs> no, service level agreement. There, I think I'm little... singing. I think I'm singing Arby's. What's uh, what is what does that mean? Service level agreement. Uh, so like you guarantee a certain uptime, for example, uh, where you would oh, say we sure. guarantee that your website will be five nines or eight nine nines or whatever it is. That's part of it. A service level agreement might also define what kind of terms. Uh, repercussions there might be if whatever service level you are agreeing to is not delivered to you. Maybe it's a refund. Maybe it's uh, nothing. Okay. So. And then, then like something like an ISP obviously wants to have as much uptime as possible. Oh yeah, I bet they would. <laughs> That'd be a nice thing to have, I guess. Yeah. What's the what's the what's the what's the shoot? What is it called? What's Nine the, nines. Yeah. What is that? What is the, what's the name for that little uh, management cult? What, what's that called? Cargo cult. Mm, I think you're, no, what is that called? Where people go and take the classes, jackals? What's that called? You, you uh, it's a, it's a huge thing. Are you in the chat? I'm not even like, in the chat room. Today. I can't look at it. I can't look at it's it. It's too stressful. Hmm. People in there are too angry. Anyway, I, I I think when you're stuck on something, we should do sponsor. I think I think one of the things that can be really frustrating for the verb people though is um is is to to be beholden to people that put nouns over verbs. And then I think it can be really frustrating to work for people who don't take the extra step of saying, well, when we say excellence, what we really mean is this. What we really mean is seeing, um, seeing that at least 20% of our most valuable customers re- stay with us for three years. Okay, well, what does that mean? Well, what that means is that they're going to need they're going to need more uptime. We might need a little bit more customer service in that. Oh, okay, well, those sound really easy. Except what? Except now you need to go buy more servers and hire more good customer service people. Wait a minute! All of a sudden, that noun now has a dollar sign on it because verbs cost stuff. Whether that's just something as simple as time, uh, or you know, if you like attention. But like, it's funny how how quickly once you start unpacking what a noun really means, it ends up costing something. It costs nothing to just keep throwing a noun around and, and act, acting like it's okay. And you could do that, like if that's your fish in a barrel job. But if you're a writer or you're a developer and, and, and you're stuck on that noun, you know, I, I have to tell a funny anecdote. I, I shouldn't do say the sponsor this. first. All right. Because then, then they'll, you'll get them excited about the, the anecdote, which is what they're really here for. And you slide, slide the sponsor right in between so, there. Uh, uh, five minutes. Uh, yeah, we get a lot of complaints that, uh, that. Uh, but you know what we've been, you know what we've been starting to see mm. are people who are uh, like rebuttals coming and saying that they actually enjoy the kind of sponsor. Yeah, one, one of my bots on the Twitter said that uh, he listened for two minutes and didn't realize it was uh, an ad, which I think is a high compliment. Well, I'll try to keep it uh, short. Do you know those uh, those guys over at the Squarespace? Have you heard of this? Ryan Stansky, the kid. Stansky, I think he's about four and a half years old. I think he's just, uh, I think he's in, they call it uh, Young Five. He's getting ready. Getting ready How to is it to... that he is in this this role at this company? Um, I mean, when you're so honestly, young, you, you just... Honestly, honestly asking me? Yeah, like, how, do you get, how do you get in there? I got three bullets on this. He's so young. Effectiveness and five nines. Plus he has good hair. <laughs> Never has, look at that head of hair. You know what? If you don't have good shoes and good hair, they drum you out of Manhattan. They just sweep through there. They're just going office to office like the Meister Burger, Burgermeister. They're going to go through there and they're going to find out, you know, like looking for toys, who has bad hair, who has bad shoes. I'd like to see some tassels on this. That's why I won't even go back to New York. That's right. Stick, Zero stick, interest. Stick, Zero stick interest. Friend. Um, 
Uh, the Squarespace.com. I'll keep this one short. Uh, we, we love Squarespace there. They've been a really good friend uh, to the show and uh, dare I say to the, to the network writ large. Very true. Thanks to uh, you. Oh, you. And thanks to that Ryan Stansky. He's, he's almost four now. I, 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 uh, I love the Squarespace.com. <laughs> you know this. We talked about it a lot. Um, we'll talk about one quick thing today. Uh, it's so funny to me. Like when I was a blog guy back in the day, if you had asked me to predict, um, which I'm terrible at, of course, I'm, I'm terrible at demos and I'm terrible at predictions. Right, that's the three things I'm bad at, apart from math. And <laughs> and I, uh, but I, you know, if I had guessed what would be, uh, you say, okay, five years from now, blog guy, assuming you have a cool phone that you can do stuff on, like what is the go-to app going to be? I would have guessed a million years ago that it would have been something that did like XML RPC. Don't oh, you yeah. think? Oh yeah. Like, wasn't that the go-to a few years ago? Or are you an Ecto person? Are you a Mars Edit person? Because it made things so much easier. And then again, for me, this is before I got really into text editors. Like having to write inside of a text area, if you're a writer, McWriter, you know, back then was a real pain in the butt. Your, you know, your browser, your IE might crash, you would lose what you had written and so forth. Um, I think Squarespace is pretty great at this and it's going to end up being a, a, a uh, incidental tip of the hat to our friend, uh, Daniel uh, Jalkut. Am I pronouncing that right, Daniel? Yeah, I guess. But Squarespace, uh, two neat things I want to mention. First of all, I don't think we're highlighting their iOS apps enough because they have a pretty sweet iOS app that is, that is super pretty and makes it really easy to do the kinds of things you would want to do on your phone or iPad or what have you. Um, it doesn't do it all. Like you can't run your whole site off it because that would be ungainly to try and do on a phone. But for um, doing things like uh, posting, uh, you know, putting up posts, editing posts, you can see your stats, you can preview what your site looks like, you can have multiple accounts. So if you have multiple journals and stuff in your Squarespace, you can post all of those and do all the, you know, go-to stuff you would want to do remotely right on your phone. So I don't know if you've been highlighting, highlighting that on the other programs, but it's, it really is a beautiful app. I encourage you to have a look at it. But you know what I've been using lately is the Mars Edit. Uh, I've gone back to Mars Edit for some kinds of stuff. Like I'll write something in TextMate and I'll put it in. For those of you who don't know, Mars Edit is uh, Red Sweater's really cool uh, blog editor. Mac OS X app that uh, allows you to, to what? You can write your posts in this little app and it will talk back and forth to your blog system. But you're, 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 you're saying that this works with Squarespace. Well, Mars Edit is really neat because, yes, exactly. And back in the day, it used to be just pure, I don't know if it's still XML RPC, but it's, it's some kind of, uh, there's different ways, I guess, you can talk to different places. And I, I think he's done a nice job, Daniel's done a nice job evolving that to work with different places. It kind of mostly works with Tumblr. It, it works swell with things like, you know, movable type and any of those. But what's neat is now it has support for Squarespace. So for any of your journals you've got, you just pop in what the module ID for that is. It picks up automatically. Anyway, you, if this is nerd stuff. But it's so great to be able to go and hit reload and all of your posts from the, your Squarespace site are right there. You can do anything you want. But check this out. You drag... Oh yeah, and it has support for things like Markdown, um, HTML, plain text with line breaks, whatever you want to do. But you can do stuff like... Um, I'm sorry, this is turning into a Mars Edit app, but I really love this feature. It'll pull in stuff like from your Flickr or from your iPhoto, and you can just drag images right into Mars Edit. And in the case of Squarespace, it'll upload it to your area on Squarespace for you. It goes to this folder, I think, called Resources, and just drops it in for you. You don't even have to do this. You don't even have to do the whole, like, click a button to upload an image anymore. And that's all in there. Now, you still benefit from all the things you can do to images in Squarespace, which are pretty awesome, uh, making thumbnails, changing sizes, so forth. But... Um, uh, anyway, I won't go on. I just, uh, it's super helpful to me because there's times when you want to get in and do your stuff and you don't want to do it in a web browser. I think it's nice, it's nice to have a wrench and a hammer and a saw. And uh, I think Squarespace makes that easy for you. Uh, you can go to uh, squarespace.com 
slash back to work. And this is the month of 12. So Dan, don't we have a new deal for the Squarespace? There is some I, I kind of a new code. When do we have a new code? But what's, what's the new, uh, what's the new, uh, you tell the, me what the new thing uh, is. Oh, crime and I'm going to have to look this I le- up. I leave this in, this is your show. I mean, you got to, you run it. You run it the way yeah. you want. Um, boy, I'll tell you, love Squarespace. They are really great. Can I tell you what the offer code is? Do you remember what the offer, offer code, code is? Offer code. That's the term I don't like. Okay. Promo gonna, code. You are going to get a big hot cup of Stansky. That's. Offer <sighs> code sounds too markety mm. to hmm. me. Yeah. Have you um have you made any more progress on the uh the thing with the thing? Not really. Oh, I totally have. Okay. All right. Okay. Oh, that thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally have. Okay. I want to open it up to all of them. I don't I don't just want to do the two or the three. I, I want to open it up to the whole thing. Are you kidding me? Nope. Wow. Here's the deal. You go to squarespace.com slash back to work. One word. There is no space in anything. And you are going to get is this correct, Dan? Am I reading this correctly? 30% off for the first three months that you are with. Are they doing 30 now? I think this is correct. If it's not 30%, I will literally pay for this out of your pocket. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's 30, 30% for three nice. months. You, you need to use an offer code. You're ready, ready for the offer code? Uh, um, I, I know what this is, so go ahead and, and say it in the way that only you can. Fine for Merlin. Nice! Bum, go to squarespace.com slash back to work and put in fine for Merlin. Uh, there's no that's in fine for Merlin and you will get 30% off. Please go check this out. It's really great. We love Squarespace. Love, we love Ryan. He's wearing big boy pants now and we're, we're very excited. <laughs> now about listen, Ryan. listen, yes. if you, if you see Ryan on the street, Ryan Stansky, mm-hmm. you'll yes. know him cause he's, he's tall, good head of hair, young. What kind he of shoes do you think he wears? <laughs> doesn't really matter. A guy like that, you don't even, you, you know, you're so enamored by the hair. You don't even don't look even, at the I don't shoes. even know what skateboard shoes are, but I think he's probably wears skateboard yeah, shoes. Yeah, no, he totally does. And he so probably laces them that video, alternative way. You can buy a video game chair. Is that correct? Yes. Is that right? Well, you, can, you can. That's literally the saddest thing I've ever heard in my life. Let's circle back to that. Um, so please go to squarespace.com slash back to work. Uh, also, big shout out for uh, Mars. Editor. I'm sure this works with other things as well. You know, these APIs are blowing up, Dan. A lot of them. Did you see, uh, you see Adventure Time yet? Our thanks to squarespace.com uh, for supporting 5x5 five five and back to work. We're very excited. It looks like Daniel changed his, or uh, Ryan rather, uh, changed his picture. It looks like it's a drum now. It's not his handsome head. He's probably getting too many ladies. No, you uh, if you want to see some pictures, you just Google them. You just Google them. That's creepy. Good pictures. Okay. You watch the Adventure Time yet? I think it might be a little bit feasant. No, no. Should, I should be watching that, shouldn't I? I've got it on my list. It's on my, uh, on my Omni thing. Okay. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to add to my thing. So you're saying this is really good. Right now, we've been watching a lot of Santa Clauses coming into town and a lot of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Very traditional, traditional things for this time of The songs are way, way better in Santa Claus is Coming to Town. The, do you know, uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, like a Charlie Brown Christmas, was done on a crazy deadline with, for almost no money. That's why Charlie Brown Christmas, it's amazing that it turned out so well because they had, go, 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 Google this on, I don't know where you would Google this, but uh, almost no money. Very interesting. And it's why Rudolph, that's, you know, it's, it's a lot like, uh, like any of those things where like, it's okay as long as they don't move. It's the kind of animation where as long as nothing moves, everything looks great. <laughs> but, but when the bumble starts walking around, man, that is bad news. He looks like he's got some kind of a palsy or <laughs> maybe, I don't know, like a bad knee. <laughs> maybe, maybe he played football. And why does Hermie have to pull out all of his teeth? Doesn't that seem awful? I don't like that scene at all. My daughter thinks it's funny. <sighs> so anyway, nouns. Nouns and verbs, verbs and nouns. 
I used to think about this a lot because, because you know, when, when you're in, that, in, in any kind of a business environment, now, you know, it's been a long time since I had a real job, but that just used to drive me crazy. You know, see also, uh, you know, uh, posters of a boat. I think, that, I think that really gets in the way. So why don't we talk a little bit about uh, troubleshooting? Troubleshooting, so, like the, uh, the name of the class of characters in the uh, wonderful role-playing game Paranoia, a troubleshooter, troubleshooter's that- guide. Is that is that an R, R, an RPG or a mama mamud? What is that? Uh, it is it is a an RPG, but not a video RPG. Like you know, you get a book, okay. you sit around and interact with other human beings. It's like Traveler. Roll some dice. Thieves Guild. Roll a twenty, natural twenty. Natural twenty, boom. Oh god, that's a good feeling. Throw it down, man, 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 man. I love making player character sheets. The sheets oh. are filling them in. Oh, I love making them. My friend Sam and I spent about uh, three weekends on a TI-99 4A trying to make them. Uh, we figured out how to make the page magenta, but that was about as far. Okay, magenta <laughs> right. or cyan, you know, go to, <laughs> go to, go to life without women. Oh boy. And did I just make a computer joke? I think you may have. <laughs> You're getting good at this stuff. Thank you very much. Uh, over. Uh, five by five. Um, listen, a lot of people are giving me a hard time that I didn't listen to that other show you do yet. I don't want to talk about that anymore. Right. I know I made you unhappy. And I don't want to. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't want to. You I could tell to, I was. I was very upset. No, I couldn't. I mean, you know, I don't know. That's like thinking your telephone's upset. You know, that's it's like uh, what they call anthropomorphizing. Uh huh. You're. You're you're a very you're a very thoughtful thoughtful man, and uh, you've made a lot of decisions in your life, and I don't think you get mad. I, I think don't, it I don't get like a, like a steam cooker. I think you could cook a chicken with it inside. <laughs> Marlon, I don't. I don't get mad. I get even. Twenty minutes flat. You're like a, You're like an angry, vengeful chicken in a very <laughs> special, calm pot, standing. All right. Hmm. Sometimes you can mix a metaphor so hard you bruise the gin. Moving on. Um, I used to run into this a lot, um, and, and not just to get away from the fish in a barrel thing. Uh, let's talk practical stuff. Uh, the writing stuff, the development stuff, any of this. I think. I think if you're again getting back to this, I, I think the, one of our implicit, uh, <laughs> I hate to say, questions hanging over our head. But the, one of the threads that runs through a lot of what we talk about is a kind of like, how do I get unstuck? How do I get better at what I do? Um, and then the thing we've been talking about the last few weeks is how do we ask better questions? And to kind of piggyback on. To, <laughs> What, what just start. happened there? I just said piggyback. I, you know, when I was in college, my housemates and I finally had to have a Monty Python jar. And anytime you made a Monty Python reference, you had to put in a buck. I'm going to have to do that with douche words because it started as a joke and now I can't stop. <sighs> I like much. when you go into douche mode. Okay. I think that's your best bit. Hmm. Hi. Can I ask you a question? <laughs> have you ever done a deep dive on a drill down? Before you answer, can I ask you another question? Have you ever done a ropes course? Director people level? people want a bulk bag t-shirt. Like, you know, there's a lot of bulk misconceptions bag. about what you're saying. We need to standardize this. Right. It is, it's bulk bag. If you're going to say it phonetically, it's bulk, bulk bag. Not book. Not book bag. Not bonk bag. Not bork bag. Not excellence. <laughs> but I think this is such a great question. Is, is If you're really honest with yourself, uh, you can ask yourself, uh, well, you know what? Screw all these nouns. 
Who cares about nouns? Like, if they become useful to me later, that's really great. I think, again, to the interesting question uh, situation, like, what are, what are the verbs? Like, what are the verbs I think I'm doing? What are the verbs I should be doing? And how will I know if it's going well? And, and I think if you adjust your focus to really look at the, at the verb issue, uh, I think you can't help but see uh, where your problems are coming from. Right? If you've decided that you're a writer, but you're not committing words to a page, well, then there's a verb that you need to be looking at. Right? That's, that's kind of step zero, is, is are the verbs aligning with what you think your noun is? And if that noun is excellence, well, one great way to, to grow your credibility. <laughs> that's another one. Yeah. Grow is a transitive verb, punch. Uh, a great way to do that is to say, okay, well, when I, use, when I say that I'm this kind of person or I'm doing this kind of thing, well, what does that mean? And this brings me straight back to, to my old pal David Allen and, and getting things done. One of the things that makes getting things done so effective... <laughs> you can't help jar. it. I'm going to send my kid to college on this jar. Um, actually, I'd like her to go to vocational school because I'm not very good with tools and I plan to get ill early in life. So I'll need people to fix things around the house. Tool skills. Uh, tool skills. <laughs> tool skills. <laughs> Terpstra. <laughs> Terpstra. <laughs> I can't decide. Now, does he like that or not like that? He figured it out. <laughs> That's it right there. That's the one. That's Feasance. You're Feasance. <laughs> and you work on some more sibilance into that. Um, so... Here's what, I, here's what I love about getting things done is that if I could just be super reductive about this, uh, I think one thing that makes getting things done so great is it understands that you have nouns and verbs that work together. It's just that in getting things done, a noun is a, is a project. And right, a, right, right. A, a everything's verb, a, Everything is a project. Well, it can be. We I mean, talked are, about this in one of our... Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. There are onesies and singletons out there, but they're usually part of some kind of an ongoing thing. Like I have... Nothing, I hate to call it GTD unless people want to talk about it. It drives some people crazy, but I, I mean, it really does work and it is super effective. And if you ever need to fall back on something that can get your, get your life wired right, it's certainly not a bad place to go. Um, but I, I think one of, the, one of the super powerful things from day to day is to go, okay, well, uh, I, I have this thing that needs to happen. Well, what's the project here? That's a great start. And the, in GTD anyway, the way you would define a project, uh, well, first of all, a project is anything that has two or more action steps in order to be completed. Well, what is it that needs to be completed? And I think it's actually not a bad idea to phrase that noun-like outcome in the form of some kind of verb that gets you to the noun, right? So if I go, what's, what's the name of my project? Retirement, bridge, happiness, excellence. Okay, well, if your project is excellence, well, why don't we start, you know, by putting that in a, in a slightly more doable way. Okay. You know, you could even say your project, I'm going to say, I don't know if David would agree with this, but I would say, here's a great project. Um, get way better at Rails by Easter. And you could even get more specific with that, but that's enough to get started. Now, the really neat part of that is, it, so like if you just have that on a piece of paper and look at it over and over, you're going you're gonna to go batty if you're not actually doing anything about it. So, so what's nice then is once you've got a project, you figure out what the, what the verbs are, you know, and in, in, in the parlance of GTD, you put these into what are called contexts, which are opportunities or limitations, things like phone calls, writing, and so on and so on. But the point is you say, okay, I have this envision, I can envision this idea uh, in my head of what this noun-like outcome will look like. And now I can kind of go backwards from that to figure out 
not so differently from project management, but now I need to figure out what verbs need to happen to do that. And and one of the best things that David Allen says that I still just, I, I just can't get, our, get around how, how true and smart this is, um, is that everything you put on the list of your to-dos, your tasks, or your action list, or whatever the heck you want to call it, you should be able to phrase it as a physical activity. And, and like the thing I said last week or whenever about having a theme statement that's a transitive sentence, it, it changes everything when you start phrasing what you do as a physical thing, a verb. Mm. And, and so what are some examples of this? Well, I mean, think about the typical to-do list. Like the worst to-do list is, is things like, you know, mixing apples and oranges and having things like buy milk, retirement, uh, get kid into college, you know, have have boil lanced. I mean, that's a terrible mix of n- nouns and verbs that still need some work to turn it into something doable. And this is where the physical part comes in. Because even if you get good enough to know what your project outcome is, let's say it's something as specific as, um, you know, uh, get the five by five store up. Like it's a pretty specific thing. You'll know when that's done, right? But what are the nouns that get you there? So, you know, if you say implement... <laughs> implement new code module. Well, okay. What is how? What will that look like when you're implementing it? Well, in, in like David Allen would say, well, what 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 are you when you when you're implementing? What are you physically doing? Is it stupid to say open up TextMate and and make sure I've got all my code, or do, do I need to check it out from Git? Like, wow, that's not a bad question. The classic example. Let's say your noun is uh, your project is something like a Christmas party. Okay, well, Christmas party has a lot of steps to it. Like, you need to work that backwards. I'm just totally stealing this from, from David Allen. But, well, okay, so invite friends. Okay, which friends are you going to invite? Oh, uh, write list of friends I might want to invite. Uh, okay, uh, now how are you going to contact them? Oh, I guess I need their phone numbers or their email addresses. Okay, so now find John's email address. Like, that's a super specific thing to do. Call Joan to find out her home address. Do you follow? Like, yeah. all of those things... The, the resistance that people have to getting that specific, to, get, to getting that granular about the verbs is because they went to college, right? Maybe they're a, you know, a, a Dr. Benjamin or, or bachelor man. Like, you're really smart. Well, if you're really smart, then why aren't those projects moving along better? It's because you haven't unpacked the dependencies inside of there. Just calling something a noun and acting like it's going to get done is about the looniest thing in the world. It really helps to go in and turn those things into verbs. So uh, I hope that's not too practical. But, but, but I found that to be really true. Um, there's some other really, really good examples. I mean, verbs like read and write, um, Google as a verb, I think these are really good verbs. Even something that seems like a good verb, like review. Mm. Review. Like, mm. what does it look like when you're reviewing? Well, I don't know. I guess I go find this thing and read it. Okay, well, that's actually two different tasks. Because in your head you're not getting that thing done. You're not seeing movement on, on the review thing because you didn't unpack that and you want to eventually write uh, an email to somebody about it, but you can't write that email until you have read it and you can't read it until you find it. So now like, you feel like an idiot because you have to sit, sit down and have a task list with three items that says find report, read report, write email. But until you do that, that review thing is just going to be hanging over your head like some busted ass pinata. It drives you crazy. Do you do things like that, Dan? You're you're not a list maker. You're not a calendar and list dude. Hmm. I have, you, I have lists. When you do, when you're like working on uh, programming stuff, how do you sort of how do you get started? Do you jot things down or do you just jump in? Well, the, you know that's such an open ended question. Is it a 
is it a project that I'm very, very familiar with that I've spent a lot of time working on and I have a specific idea for a feature? You know, if that's the case, then uh, then I, I, I find it's easier to just get in and start writing code. If right. it's a big thing, oh, I want to do this and this, and then, then yeah, you've got to sketch it out somehow. But, I'm, but like, I've yeah. always been very, uh, very good at that. Uh, so I don't, I don't like to talk about this. I've no, always been very, very good at that in, in uh, doing, doing things like that in my mind. And typically, whether it's writing a, a you know, a, whether it's a blog post or something, or whether it's writing code, I, it's very hard to describe. Uh, but it, it's almost like I'm just tr- sort of transcribing it. I don't uh, typically like any, anything you've ever read on Hive Logic. I've never, you've never, there's never been a draft and then an edit and then a published. It's it's pretty much I sit down and I write right. it, and, and what what you see is what I wrote up there. And code obviously is a little different because you're always creating little bugs and things like that. But like, but like, who'd you make Playgrounder with? Was that Dan? Dance? No, no, that was the wine. Side. That was who'd just you me. You're, you're talking about corked. You no, know, yeah, but I mean, Playgrounder in particular, because I, I've complimented you in the past. Uh, honestly, like it's 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 it was, it was so pretty and so easy to use, and like you tackled this problem of taxonomy in a way that is really hard for people to do. It's you know, there's been these emerging patterns for for how to implement stuff mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> but I thought you did a nice job. Now, with that, did you ever sit down and like make a not a wireframe, but did you like sort of do you ever draw out like what the page might look like and then figure out the functionality based on that? No, is or that you weird? Just start coding. Yeah, I just started coding it, and awesome. I really not so a lot of trial and error. I knew exactly what I wanted it to do and and be, and and I just, uh, you know, I mean, I got I got input as far as some of that taxonomy from my friends in Uncrate, so that what you know, I'm not going to take credit for all of that. But as far as overall oh, how I like it Uncrate that worked and sat down, I just pretty much put it down. But that I Joel Johnson done site. That. What was Joel Johnson's site? The shoeless Joe. Your... You're thinking of shoeless Joe Jackson. Oh, you're talking about that? Wasn't Joe Montagna? Who was the other guy? Oh, David Strahan. Oh boy, my wife likes him. I think you're thinking of David Lee Roth. He was in, no, no, I think you're thinking of David Mamet. It was the one with uh, Ricky J. Ricky Lee J. Ricky J. You know the one? You know the one I mean? No. We know David Mamet did the uh, Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. I think it's pronounced Mame. Okay. Um, when I'm done with this, say Richard Ramsey. Let's uh, let's rehearse. Uh, anyway, thanks. Uh, supporting five by five. Richard Ramsey. Boom. You ever heard of this one password? You ever use this? I love one pa- Can I tell you my favorite new thing about one password? Can I tell it to you what it is? Yes. This is something I totally did not know it could do. This you probably knew this. Maybe you've even talked about it on a show, and and I didn't hear it. Just went in pro- one in. I probably coded it right over my head. Let me explain to this. This is the coolest one password feature ever. Coolest ever. And I think this is going to convert everybody who's been holding off on wanting to use this thing. People who are saying, oh, I, I, you know, I, I, why do I need this service? Safari can remember all my passwords for me, right? Sure. Well, it, first of all, don't do that. But hmm. second of all, this is this amazing thing. What, I, what I've been, for the longest time, I've been saying, wouldn't it be neat if I could just have a bookmarklet or a bookmark and I could click the bookmarklet the book, what am I calling it that? A bookmark. Bookmark in your bookmark bar, for example. <laughs> and you click that. Why can't it just log me in like it used to when I was do before this one password nonsense? Why can't I just click it and log me in? Just take me right in. Go to the page, enter the password, click submit for me. Do it all for me. One password, just make that work. Guess what? You can do this. Did you know this? Yes. Did you talk about this already? 
No. Okay. This is so cool. You go into your <laughs> no, but just just for the sake of argument, hypothetically, yeah. If 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 they decided that there were more secure ways to handle that in the future, that you'd still be okay with that, right? Yeah, but here's the thing: it's the on the hook marklet day. Here's what you do: Ixnay. No, they're not taking that away. <sighs> you know what I love in one L- password. Let me tell you about this. No, listen, Dan. Listen to what you do, Dan. You're not telling me they're taking this away. I wouldn't know one way or another. Am I going to have to edit this out? You know what's great is personas. Have you ever used personas? Oh, you're going to make me edit it out. You know personas? No, you're not. You did great. That's can awesome. I, can I tell you, but can I at least finish it for the live listeners and we can take it out in post? For real? Yeah. I think they're kind of deprecated. Go ahead. No, they're not. Go ahead. Why would they do that? Because the rest of it is awesome and way more secure. No, this is secure. You know what? You don't know what I'm talking about. I know exactly. You're talking about the bookmarklet. No. Listen to this. Just start over. You take. Start over. Fine. L- just listen to what I'm saying. You're going to leave all this in. You go to, you, you launch one password. And when you, when you, when you launch one password, you're going to be presented. Are you doing it? Nope. Go ahead. Okay. You're going to be presented with all of your, your list of your logins. You can take one of those logins and drag it into like your, your bookmark bar. In Chrome, Safari, whatever you use. You drag it. I told you you didn't know what I was talking about. You drag it in to your bookmark bar. So let's let's say you get uh, another 5x5 sponsor. I can do this. They were a great guy. I'm obsessed with FreshBooks. I love FreshBooks. It's like introducing two sexy friends. I love FreshBooks. So I take my little FreshBooks login from the little, I guess it's, it's not quite called a tray, but it's the little... The little bookshelf almost looking thing in the middle of the one uh, password window with all your logins. You drag it from there into right into your bookmark bar. And then what it will do is when you click that bookmark bar, it'll take you to the page and it will log you right in. Well, will it log you right in? Well, only if you've unlocked your one password with your master password. Oh, and if you haven't on. that works, you're telling me you, this works. If you haven't, it will it will present you with a one password dialogue thing that you have to use to unlock it I'm gonna try and this. you will unlock it and it will work. It's genius. I've never heard of this. This is real. They're not going to deprecate this because it's just as secure as ever. You're unlocking, you're using your password, you're unlocking the thing. It's really great. Can I tell you something? Go ahead. Colin. I've, just, I've just received, Oh, sorry uh, for a long time order. Uh, I just, I just, I just got a message from someone at one password for four, four words. Oh boy. Oh boy. Am I being corrected big time? This is, they are going old school Canada on me. Four words. Dan is right. Merlin exclamation mark. <laughs> and it is not being deprecated. I was wrong about everything. <laughs> Leave all of this in. It's about time. Dan, Dan, Dan should be right about something. I get it's, to be right. Time. Oh man. You know what? I, okay. So I consider myself like the Maven. I came in with this. I, I came in with like, I've got a really good tip and now you just blew me out of the water. I'm going to save my tip for next time. Okay. But that was, so what you're saying is you go in and so like you've got, you go into your logins and you're saying you drag it from the one password app into your menu bar. Yes. Or you do it from inside. That is totally bananas. I'm going to use the living heck out of that. Okay. Seriously, this is not a bit. I think that's incredible. I had no idea. And to everyone in Canada, I'm sorry if I got any of that wrong. Anyway. Oh so my God, Dan, that's so stuff. amazing. Well, you know, here's the thing. You know I love that. Are- and you, so you've got these few sites you go to all the time and you know, there, there are sites and FreshBooks is one of them. 
that for whatever mm-hmm. reason they don't they don't have the little check the box to remember me for two weeks or the rest of your life kind of thing. Probably because they want to be secure about it. They make I you. Have, I have p- like half. I have like half a dozen. This takes care of that, Merlin. Podtrack. I know you're not a Podtrack man. Podtrack drives me bananas with the logouts. It's always I got every time. It's like session craziness. I would so use that all of the time. It's a good a good thing, man. Mm. All right. Anyway, sorry. Is anybody I, not? Is anybody? Is there anybody that's still not using One Password? Well, I hope so because then they're going to stop sponsoring if yeah. that's the case. So yeah, so there's always, Merlin. So there's tons of people who don't know anything about this. Oh, it's like layers of a big Canadian <laughs> onion. Well, here, here's the deal. We, Dan, <laughs> you ready for something very special? <laughs> I I would love that at this point. Okay, something very very special. I want everyone out there to go to their uh, internet web browser and go to agilebits.com. Agile bits. Are you ready for this, Dan? I don't think you've seen this yet. AgileBits.com. That is the makers of the 1Password. There are no extra U's in this, even though they're from Canada. AgileBits.com slash B2W. It's going to be your first time seeing it. Go. I'm going right now. It's loading. Oh, <laughs> this is great. I love this. slash B2W. Look, Look at that. They're using that great picture you. This is probably the best landing page in the history of forever. <laughs> uh, I made a video about 1Password that Man. you can watch on this page. And you can get 40% <laughs> off of everything. Merry Christmas with an extra U because they're from Canada. Uh, there is no longer an excuse. You are now officially adult if you don't go and get this. You can get uh, all the different uh, 1Password <laughs> products. And I really, really I encourage you to do that. Nothing will be deprecated. <laughs> and everything Canada is always supported. I think that was. Uh, I love good. and I love the URL because you know how they have like a landing page that'll redo the URL, and you yes. have to watch the video to understand the URL. This is great. <laughs> it helps to feel like Matthew Broderick movies. Uh, so go watch the video. Go get this. If nothing else, go look at the page because it, it, it does have a Bluetooth joke on it. Uh, aren't they nice to have done this? Isn't that lovely? So these are our friends at One Password. We appreciate it. Sorry this is long, but like they're good and stuff. And you should you should go and do this. There's no longer any excuse. And isn't this nice the way they laid this out, Dan? They make it very easy for you to do this. There's no codes. There's no anything. You just go in and you, and, you, and you get good stuff. Over. Love it. Okay. Anyway, uh, our thanks to... Uh, so, so good. For supporting 5 by 5 40%. 40% is a lot of percent. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know if this is one of those Oprah memories, but I, I do remember in the least credible history class I ever had, 11th grade... Um, I, I seem to remember somebody talk. Uh, the teacher, teacher saying that as a result of this, uh, um, you know, uh, what do they call it? A, you know, a deal you make with the Native Americans, like a, a, as a result of this uh, treaty that was sealed, uh, that the um, that the Apaches would get um, would get uh, uh, two fifths or or forty percent, whichever was more. So that's uh, the Florida show. <laughs> we should get back to at some point. So we need, we need to wrap this up. We're running along uh, a little bit. Are we running along? Hey, you know, that's not too bad. Did you know that our last show, uh, I did... I look at this picture of you with the little word bubble. They could, look how nice they did. They, look how they cut you out of that. I know. That out of that background. That, uh, Thank God, that background is... What do you call that? Magic, magic... Uh, magic glass. eraser. Magic eraser. Hmm. It erases like What eraser. was the eraser that we used to have that was... It was a gray... And you could sort of shape it. It was kind of sticky. Ooh, the artsy kind, sure. What so was that called? Point. I think it's called a, a squishy eraser. No. In, in art. You know, if I, if I were one of those Korean girls with the giant glasses, I would keep a squishy eraser in my oversized purse. They always look like they're going to fall down. I worry about them. Do they, are they, do they take the tiny little steps when they're walking? They have to because they're all a little bit pigeon-toed. Is that what you call it? It's not a toad. It's more, more like a frog, I guess. Um, you watch Kipper, right? We should wrap this up. Um, 
Uh, uh, but anyway, thanks to everybody for everything. And, and really thanks to Canada in general. What's your favorite Canadian band? Don't overthink it. You too. Yeah, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. Up and coming. Yep, yep. Midnight Oil's mine. <laughs> Here comes the mail. Uh, no, Midnight Oil's from New Zealand. Everybody knows that. Um, how can you sleep when their beds are burning? That's a good question. I love Irish bands. Uh, so anyway, nouns and verbs. I want to come back to this maybe sometime. Not really, but I think it's a really good question. Why are you so, wearing the hat in the video? You could have taken the hat off. You want to see what my hair looks like right now? Yes. I got, got to go see Joey. I got a lot of problems with my hair. Just buzz it. Do you know why I'm wearing a hat in the video? No. Did you watch the video? Yes. You don't answer that question in the video. Doesn't it help that I had a hat on to make the video? Yes, actually it does. Thank you. Um, you know, everything, I'm like, I'm like Chekhov, man. There's no gun in the first act unless I wear the hat all the way through. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's a, it's you should have taken great. the hat off through in the video. That would have been perfect. Dan, I look like that famous Japanese print with uh, Mount Fuji and the big wave. Except it's just filthy, filthy hair in tufts. I look like I look like James Joyce. If you Why don't you wash your hair? You know how you know how bad I do. I use Neutrogena. I smell great. You I can't like a, use like Neutrogena pretty... as the first line of of getting it clean. That's only for That's dander. Not no. Are you kidding me? It's like an astringent. It's like using it's like Clearasil for your head. <laughs> well, that's why you got problems then. I'm gonna I'm gonna consider that non-feasant just because we're friends. Can you can you show me what the your hair is doing right now? Sure. I mean, like. This is too much. We're merging into the after dark. Okay. Anyway, uh, so uh, go do lots of verbs. You want to button this up? Let's do that. I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man.